Report a shot fired at officers trying to stop the vehicle. We have uh, one officer shot. We got shots fired. Settling automatic firearm. Copy, covered. Shots fired. We have an active shooter. We have an active shooter inside the fairground. Now it's Shots Fired with your host, T.J. Kurgan, Dinah Death Milberg, and the lovely Crystal Powers. Yeah. I'm here with you on the radio once again and on the podcast land. This is Shots Fired. I'm your host, T.J. Kurgan, a.k.a. Sig Glockenkult, your local warlord. What is What is a local warlord? You know, if you, if you look at places like Afghanistan or you look at Africa, you always hear about warlords. Um, you know, you look at movies, you know, Lord of War, things like that. Uh, and so the connotation comes from being the neighborhood gun guy, the guy that's prepared, the guy that has all the guns and ammo, the guy that you go to for advice about things that go bump in the night, the guy that that tells you what gun to buy for home defense, the guy that tells you, you know, how to get involved in competitive shooting, the guy that sells you the gun, that sells you the ammo, you know, that that's what I do. It's what I've been doing for years since I got into the firearms industry. And uh, so I kind of, ever since, uh, ever, ever since the, uh, the incident here in St. Louis where Mark McClowski stood on his front lawn with his pink polo uh, you know, that's kind of where I coined the phrase local warlord because he was most definitely the local warlord uh, that day in St. Louis. And so we actually have a shirt you can buy uh, that says local warlord. You know, if you are your local warlord for your subdivision, your street, your neighborhood, your trailer park, whatever it might be, if you're the local warlord, you can order that shirt at shop.tacticalsh.com. VowelT.com. And you know what that vowel is? It's an I. I'm just not allowed to put all those things together. The FCC doesn't let us say bad words. And my my father, my dad, told me when I started this company that uh, that it was just a dumb idea. That that I needed to change the name of the company and that tact that SH asterisk T was was not a good thing. My dad's an older guy. And uh, you know, they were raised to not have potty mouths. Not like my generation and all the generations that have come after the Gen Xers. You know, we we use the F-bomb as if it's a verb, an adjective, a pronoun. You know, it's literally, it, it's a word that no longer means what it means. It's just about, it just shows your emotion. You could be effing happy or effing mad. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's a descriptive term in a lot of cases. But my dad... And his generation, and many of you listening, you didn't you didn't grow up that way. So to have one of the seven dirty words as, as part of the name of our company, my father just thought I was an idiot. He's since, uh, you know, he has since reneged on those thoughts, uh, you know, sometime after we cleared 50 million in sales and uh, 2 million fans on social media with over 3 million email subscribers to our SH asterisk T list. By the way, if you're not getting our email every day, you need to get on the list. You're already on Uncle Sam's list. Why are you not on mine? A lot of guys have been on mine and opted out of mine because we do send a lot of emails. But what you'll find is those emails are always fresh every day with cool, great deals, brand new products when they come out. A lot of stuff that you, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of promotions, you know, before things are readily available on the market. 
a lot of stuff you can't find, we find it and we send those emails out. So, you know, like when the ammunition crisis was going on, we were one of the few people that actually had ammo. And not only did we have ammo, we had tons of it. We had it coming in by the truckload. I had to buy a forklift. Yeah. That's how big my little bad word company has gotten. We have a warehouse full of ammunition and we need a forklift to unload it all the time. But uh, we actually have a retail store in St. Peter's, Missouri, which this station that we're on reaches St. Peter's. The website obviously reaches all you podcast listeners all over the country. And it amazes me that people just don't understand how to get there. It's really easy. Just Google tactical SHT. You don't even need to put in the vowel. If you're one of those old guys and you think it's a bad word, you know, you don't want to say it. You don't want to type it. Just type SHT and you'll find us. That's the same as our Instagram handle, tactical SHT. Yeah, you'll be able to order that warlord shirt for yourself. You know who's a, a warlord in their own right, and that's Putin. Putin's a, he's not a local warlord. He's kind of, he's more of a, you know, a, a worldwide warlord. And he's not doing so well. You know, this, this annexation of land, Crimea and those other uh, northeastern regions of uh, Ukraine, you know, they've cost them dramatically. You know, I was reading a report this morning that they've had like 61 or 63,000 soldiers die in action, which to put it in perspective is about the same as what we lost in all of the Vietnam conflict. And that is in a course of seven months. So if those numbers are true and not just some sort of Ukrainian propaganda fed to us by their puppet masters, which is our own government, the masters of propaganda, the waggers of the dog, if that number is real, it shows you why Putin is beginning to threaten nuclear uh, usage. It's, you know, it's not necessarily... It's really could be maybe his last resort. If he's really lost 61,000 men and all of those, you know, all those tanks, all of that machinery, if he's really lost that much, what does he have left? Do you think he's bluffing? Are you ready for a nuclear exchange in Europe here in the United States? What do you need to do to be ready? Do you need to run out and buy more ammo? I, I doubt it. You know, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. What will happen in the world in this country that will affect your family should there be, let's say, a strategic or a tactical nuke detonated in the Ukraine or Belarus or Russia? You know, that's something that we really need to talk about. If you want to talk about that, you can call us at 636-224-6300. That's 636-224-6300. Now, me personally, <clears throat> I think that that could do a lot of things that we've already seen happen in other similar but less eventful, you know, global events. You know, look at what happened with COVID. Look at what happened at the beginning of the war with the Ukraine. It's a huge disruption of supply chain. We're already seeing it, you know, with, with fuel. Like I said earlier in the week, after seeing what happened with Hurricane Ian, Gasoline is your friend. Gasoline is the number one commodity and currency after a traumatic event. The one thing you need to, to charge your electric car with your generator. Um, 
So gasoline, we're, we're seeing the, the idiot in chief is now, you know, having problems with Saudi Arabia. Uh, they recently said that they're going to raise uh, oil prices. Uh, was that OPEC? And they're, they're basically getting in line with, with Putin. They're basically, you know, part of the axis at this point against the United States, against the West, with our puppet regime in, uh, in the Ukraine. So long before the nuke goes off in the Ukraine, we're going to see gas prices going up again between now and the holiday. Which, of course, you're going to see that anyway, right? Gas prices always go up at the beginning of the summer, and they always go up at the beginning of the holidays. Why? Because that's when you're going to use the car more. That's when you're going to drive to grandma's house. <clears throat> that's when you're going to take that family vacation. So you're going to see that compounded with inflation and pressure from OPEC raising prices and Russia, you know, raising prices and or us not buying from them or whatever the whatever the deal might be. And the fact that... The idiot in chief doesn't want to make, you know, doesn't want to uh, manufacture our own fuel like Trump was doing and be self-sufficient. So we're looking, at, <clears throat> we're looking at the very worst another fuel crisis coming in this country. Now, how do you prepare against that? I don't know. Let's talk about it after we get back. So we're talking about what is going to happen in the world. What do you need to be planning? What do you need to be thinking right now? To keep your family functioning and safe, um, should there be a tactical nuke used in the Ukraine, or God forbid here, I mean, I, I don't see that being a thing. You know, it, I guess it's entirely possible. You know, we could have nukes sitting down in Cuba again, just like we did during the Cuban Missile Crisis. So there is always the what if, if they do strike us here on you know, and then all bets are off, right? With the the world world nuclear war, yada yada yada. I'm not going to get into a zombie discussion of post apocalyptic survival. You know, all you got to do is watch The Walking Dead to figure that out. Just make sure all your optics are nine volt or not nine volt double A batteries, so that when you raid the local Walgreens, you can actually power your lasers and your optics. Uh, no, what I'm talking about is if Putin lets one go in the Ukraine. What happens to the global supply chain? How are we affected here in uh, in the Midwest? You know, will will that will that somehow lead to the food shortage crisis that everybody has already been pontificating for the last eight months? You know, all the people talking about the the meat plants that have had planes crash into them and the fires and all that stuff. Um, you know, a lot of people have been expecting the next pandemic to be a food shortage. Um, you know, we see the billionaire oligarchs in America investing all their money in veggie meat, soybean, everything, you know, plant-based proteins, um, you know. And so if how can, how can they, how do those billionaires use that nuclear event to make more billions, you know? Well, of course, they do a food shortage. So do you have fuel, number one, food, number two, water or a water supply, clean water or a clean water supply? Do you have those things to sustain you for, you know, like in the event of a hurricane with, with Ian, we saw that you needed those things for about 10 days, you know, 
with a nuclear exchange, it might be a minute longer than that. You might need a month's worth, you know, and do you have those? Have you thought about that? Or has it always been like with me, you, you look at preppers and you're like, Hey, I get it. You know, I got friends that are preppers. You know, everybody is a prepper to a certain point, but most people only prep one thing and then they forget the other. You know, one guy buys a ton of ammo and he thinks he's got it. You know, if the zombies rise up from the ground, he is the guy that's going to survive. He's got, he's got the batteries. He's got the ammo. He's got the guns, but does he have the water? Does he have the protein? Does he have, you know, a way to flush his toilets if, if the electric goes out? Now, I'm not saying we're going to lose our electric if there's a nuclear exchange in Europe, but these are the things that you need to be thinking about right now. And as you move into the midterms, you need to be telling all your friends that it's very important to vote. It's not a presidential year, and so voter turnout will be lower than normal, which is bad. We don't need that. Right now, we've got an absolute crap show of a government, we need to vote them out of every House, Senate, you know, uh, the presidency, whatever. You obviously can't do that in the midterm, but we need to get rid of all these people that are running our states and running running Congress uh, into the ground, right? Um, and so getting out to, to vote needs to be something you need to be focused on uh, in addition to your own sustenance and survival isn't it weird? You know, we're going into a really dark time. It's like the fall, the Christmas. It's going to it's going to be such a festive time, but we're going into the midterms, which are going to be wild to say the least. And then you've got this stuff going on in Europe that's just going to compound the uncertainty, compound the uncertainty that uh, that we have out there. So I really I'm here to make you think. You know, I could probably bring in some callers and we could talk about things that you could do. Maybe I'll do that next week. Um but uh, right now, I just want you to want, I want you to get thinking. Don't just read the news every day and let it anger you. But it, but let actually make it make you think. What if you know? Just like we talk about with self defense, you know, what if I'm in that transitional space, walking to my car, and someone comes up to me? You know, what if that person that comes up to me then presents a weapon or tries to grab me? You know. What if, what if, what if? But you need to think a little bit bigger about that. What if the storm hits us directly? What if we lose power? What if Putin d deploys a nuclear bomb in the Ukraine? How does that affect my little world right over here in Missouri? Am I, can, I, can I figure out what it might affect and then mitigate those effects through purposeful planning and actual action? And then, you know, if it doesn't happen, great, but at least you've got the plan, you know, and you've, and you've executed your plan. It's like my wife and I, when we went to Florida, we had, you know, we, we thought we were in the path of Ian. We were fully planning on being hit and we did all the things to, to, to mitigate the results. Fortunately, the, you know, it didn't hit us, you know, God bless the people in Southwest Florida, but all those things that we did, you know, they're still there. So the next time I can do them again. And I learned a lot by actually going to the storm riddled area of Southwest Florida about what I can do better next time, because there will be a next time, you know, there will be another nuclear threat. There will be another hurricane. There will be another tornado. There will be another crisis, food shortage, pandemic. It's just a matter of when. And it's our job 
as patriotic Americans with families that rely on us to think about these things, not to dread over them, not to lose sleep, but to think about them as much as they need thinking about and to take the necessary actions to, uh, to, to be ready, right? That's what this show's all about. It's being ready for the worst, hoping and praying for the best, um, so that you can live your best life and so can your family. So with that being said, Fish, how is the haunted house going? Busting walls and taking names. Busting walls and taking names. No, we're not taking anybody's name. Don't get too creeped out. You're, but not, they, building a, you're not building a list over there you know, of, 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 of potential murder victims? <laughs> no? I get kind of evil sometimes when I start thinking about that. No, it's uh, Well, it takes a madman to a actually man. make a, a haunted house and make it work. <laughs> and from what I heard, you guys are pretty good at it. Yeah, I'm serious. They are busting walls down to get away from some of that stuff. I mean, we're having to repair walls every night after, is, after the show. That is amazing. So, yeah, it's going, it's going well. what I expected. But it's getting better every weekend. And where, where is that at again? We're like the, doubling the every night. That, the, for the people that live close to this radio station right now, it's in St. Peter's. It's across the highway from Tactical SH Asterisk T. Yep, in Kokomo Joe's Family Fun Center. It's been there forever. It used to be like an incredible, what was it, incredible pizza, I think they used to call it. But it's been Kokomo Joe's for several years, and we're in the back, dark recesses. Oh, nice. Never open to the public before. And so what time is this uh, running every day? Seven. Well, it's not every day. It's it's uh, this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Okay. And then every Friday and Saturday. This Thursday is a special uh, charity thing for the uh, uh, Yuppie Puppy Pet Rescue. Oh, okay. So a portion of the proceeds are going to be going to that on Thursday night, but it's 7 until 11. And then from 7 until 8 every night, we do a special kids version. So you can bring your kid. It's more like an adventure. You know, you yeah. got like the Indiana Jones music going, and they get to capture and chase the monsters. Ah! And they get to lock them up at the end. That's pretty awesome. That's kind of fun, yeah. With a whole lot less fear factor. It's fun for the kids, yeah. And the, and the lights are kind of brought up. It's less scary. Right. But sometimes the adults are more scared than the kids, I'm telling you. You know what you want to do is you want to make sure not to have, the, have your event for those kids on the same day as the uh, trunk or treat at JJ's Restaurant in St. Charles. Because uh, evidently somebody was passing out cannabis gummy worms. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, that was just on the news this morning. All right, we'll be back right after this. Uh, I was just uh, off the air reading a a message from someone that uh, somehow subscribed to one of our email lists. And uh, evidently, uh, he wants to be unsubscribed. And so he sent us an email. He's pretty upset. Uh, let's see, it says, uh, he says, you people are weak, spineless, and quite frankly, the most soft effing pansies, and I, I'm cleaning that word up, on the planet. You actually are embarrassing yourself with how tough you attempt to act. I'd love to call and use my words to tell you this, but you are cowardly, and you only allow me to send you an email. Your email subject line, Celebrate Indigenous People's Genocide Day, is disgusting, racist, and uh, you cannot understand how celebrating any form of genocide is disturbing, right? Blah, blah, blah. You degenerate morons. 
yada, yada, yada. I can't even begin to imagine daily stupidity it takes to be that effing ignorant. Yeah, this guy, he's a little upset. If he would have opened the email, he would have known this, this, this email was actually from my other company, Liberal Tears. Liberal Tears is a brand that mocks liberalism. You know, it, it basically likes to play off of liberals crying and whining about things. And so the email was basically mocking the fact that liberals, you know, yesterday was, um, yesterday was, uh, Christopher Columbus day, right? Uh, Christopher Columbus, the Italian sailor that sailed the ocean blue in night in 1492 on the Nina, the Pinta and the Santa Maria, right? We learned all this back when we were kids because it was important to know American history. Right. Yeah. The guy was not a good guy. Yeah. He, he killed lots of Indians, you know, and yes, genocide is a bad thing, but it was a tongue in cheek joke because the, you know, the liberals, they want to erase the history, the real history, the gritty history of this country. They want to erase that. They want to take down the statues of Christopher Columbus and they, and they have renamed the day. So like you could choose which day you're going to celebrate. It's either Christopher Columbus day if you're a, you know, warmongering fascist or an Italian, or it's indigenous people's day. Right. And so we just said, why not combine those two holidays and call it, you know, indigenous people genocide day, because that's what they say it is. They say that Christopher Columbus was this massive, you know, genocide guy that just wiped out tons of indigenous people in North America and South America. You know, why not call it what it is based on what you call it? But when I say it in a tongue in cheek joke, it gets your liberal little, little hairs, all your little follicles all effed up and you, you get your, get to, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta use all those little bad words and call us names and stuff. I get a kick out of it. I really do. But we will make sure to unsubscribe this gentleman from our list so that he never has to be offended in his eyeball holes again by anything that we email out. Liberal Tears is actually one of my more fun brands. I started that company um, years ago. There was a there was a senator in uh, Texas, I want to say that uh, this is back during like 2013 when Obama and Joe wanted to ban the AR-15, and this senator had taken a picture of a bottle of oil and he put a, a piece of paper, taped it on, and wrote Liberal Tears. And his tweet was. I lube my rifles with Liberal Tears, and I just thought that was the the best. Twitter, Twitter tweet that I'd ever heard, you know, literally amazing. And, uh, so I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a businessman. I went out and made some t-shirts and I found some people that knew how to make gun oil, really, really good gun oil. I get, went and got an attorney and I, I bought the trademark for liberal tears, which is still owned to this day. And, uh, we started manufacturing liberal tears, gun oil. So that everyone can lube their rifles with liberal tears. This was during the uh, conflicts in the Middle East in Afghanistan and Iraq. It's during the, the age of ISIS and, and Al Qaeda, where they were attacking us and threatening to attack us on our own soil. And uh, at one point, we got an idea in our head to actually put bacon grease in the gun oil. That way, when you lube your barrel with it, you know, it would have. That bacon grease, you know, in the bullet, which you could use your imagination. Why a patriotic American redneck would want to do such a thing uh, and how that, you know, how that affects those folks. And so anyway, we did it as a joke. We did it as a viral video. 
We were actually frying up bacon that day by the pound. I think we did fried up like three pounds of bacon and we were taking a glass syringe, not a syringe, uh, a dropper, you know, rubber uh, eyedropper with a glass tube and, and pulling out bacon grease and putting one drip of bacon grease in every single bottle on the production line. And, uh, and then that led to actually a lot of people loved it. They thought that was just such a funny idea and we love the smell of bacon, right? There's nothing better than the smell of bacon in the morning or, well, I don't know. Fish, the smell of bacon in the afternoon might be better than the smell of bacon in the morning. Who cares what time of day it is? Yeah, well, I was thinking, you know, it could be the smell of bacon in the middle of the night that's better than the smell of bacon in the morning, because it really doesn't matter. And so we realized that the best smell on earth, the the best smell that, that represented America and American values was bacon. And so we actually got with some scientists and we figured out a way. Uh, to actually scentify the oil with bacon. And so now Liberal Tears Gun Oil smells like bacon. It's 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 hysterical. Uh, it's actually not bacon-scented. Uh, there is no such thing as a bacon scent that you can go get. However, we were able to create it by uh, mixing some different scents, one of which being Smoky Campfire. And so it is literally... And quite factually, the only gun oil on the planet that smells really awesome. I, I, you could argue that Hoppy's number nine, but it's not an oil. And if you smell too much of that, you might get a little dizzy. Uh, you guys out there huffing Hoppies, you know, you know who you are. And if you need help, just give me a call. But liberal tears smells like bacon. It smells like freedom. It makes your gun smell like freedom. You actually smell it when you're shooting the gun at the range. It's hysterical. And you can order that from our liberaltears.net website or shop.tacticalsh asterisk t. Um, and there's usually all kinds of deals. There's also Liberal Tears Gun Cleaner. We do a uh, we do a carbon solvent that is a really really good carbon solvent. Um, literally, it just rips carbon off your barrel, off of your slide, you know, slides and things like that. Uh, Little, it's almost as good as a sonic cleaner. Uh, and then, you know, we've made other products over the years, our most famous being Liberal Tears Coffee. You know, Liberal Tears Coffee is actually bagged by veterans. It's manufactured by Black Rifle Coffee. And uh, it is actually uh, a version of their CrossFit blend. Uh, it is a Columbia Excelsior bean. What does that mean? A lot of people, when they think of Columbia Supremo, that's that's what comes to mind, right? Columbia Supremo. Most people have no idea what that means. Supremo and Excelsior are two different beans. Excelsior is a smaller bean from Columbia. And what we get out of it when we make this coffee is we get a medium to dark roast, bold roast, right? It's not a it's not a burnt roast like you what you would taste at a Starbucks, but it's definitely a bold, medium roast coffee that is extremely popular from its flavor. Uh, standpoint. But in, in the Columbia Supremo bean, the bigger bean has less caffeine. So the Excelsior is, is magnified caffeine. So you get a medium roast coffee with a bold note and you get extremely high caffeine levels. So it, and that's why they call it their CrossFit blend. You know, it's, it's literally like a pre-workout. 
you know, you, you, you drink this stuff and your motor gets started really quickly. And that is available also at liberaltears.net for the holidays. And uh, you can uh, subscribe to it. So you can actually get your coffee delivered every two weeks, every, every month, every two months, whatever it is you want to do. And uh, that's pretty awesome. We also have a few other products on Liberal Tears. I think we still have hand sanitizer in stock. Back when, when nobody on this planet had any hand sanitizer, we were making it in Kansas City and shipping it out by the gallon. I think we did like 70,000 gallons of hand sanitizer. And what's, what's funnier than Liberal Tears hand sanitizer? The hand, this hand sanitizer actually smells like tequila, which is kind of funny because it's an alcohol-based hand sanitizer. And they really must be using it from the agave plant because it totally smells like tequila. I've had a couple alcoholics tell me that it's their favorite hand sanitizer. <laughs> but anyway... Liberal Tears, didn't know if you knew it. Well, that was mine, but that's definitely mine. And you know what? We ought to make Liberal Tears a sponsor of this show because this show needs sponsors. I do this every single day. I've been doing this show every day since, what, Fish, like April or something? 1874. Yeah. 1492. Feels like you don't. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm, and I'm holding on, even though sometimes I find it difficult to come up with Content for y'all, because I'll tell you what, <clears throat> even though it's a topic close to my heart, you know, self-defense, preparation, tactical training, um, CCW, Second Amendment, uh, you know, all those things, there's a lot to talk about all the time, but it gets a bit monotonous when you're doing it every single day. But when you start to run out of content, yeah, something absolutely crazy happens to you. Oh yeah, what's that? I just start rambling. No, no, like you, uh, you, you almost die. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, God. Thanks for giving me some content this week. I appreciate you not killing me. Well, that and the and the, and the garbage truck thing too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, you know what I think it means. I, I, you know, I sit, I sit back and I look. You know, I almost got run over by a garbage truck a month ago. I almost got shot in the head a couple days ago. Uh, both of those things would have been determined to be my fault. Right. And it, and it may be that I'm just going a little too fast. And you know? it gives you life lessons to give oh, yeah. everybody else. Yeah. And that's kind of how I do it. Like a lot of people, when they make a mistake in life, some dumb foolery that, uh, that almost smokes them or someone else, um, you know, they, they bottle it up and they put it away. You know, me, maybe I have too much estrogen. I don't know, but I want to talk about it. I want someone else to benefit from my mistakes. I think that's called wisdom. You know, I, I'm gaining wisdom as I get older, and I want to share that wisdom, that aha moment. <laughs> you know, I, I'm Sig Glockenkult, for Christ's sake. I love Glocks. I love Sigs. I'm not a big fan of Colts, but I like, I like the man. I like, the, I like what he did. Um, but Sig Glockenkult, I have been an absolute advocate for customizing your Glock since it was a thing, right? I, you know, I own one of the original agency fatal 15, nine millimeters, one of the first ever agency arms Glocks. Um, I've got five Glock 19s, not a single one of those have a stock trigger in it. I was always putting in lighter buffer or lighter plunger springs, titanium plungers, titanium strikers, some sort of fancy backplate, you know, better sights, getting them cut up, getting them painted, getting them stippled. And uh, never, 
Never in my life did I think that by doing those things to a Glock, I could make it dangerous. Yeah, a lighter trigger makes it dangerous. But to me, not drop safe. So now I've learned my lesson. I've seen the light. And now I'm, t I'm doing 180. Doing 180 degrees. I will be the biggest proponent against custom Glock internals or gun internals. I used to, I used to be the guy that was like, you know, every one of my guns is three and a half pounds. You know, why, why have a five pound factory trigger, you know? But as I became a better shooter, as I became better trained, I realized that extra pound and a half doesn't mean anything. It doesn't make me a better shooter at all. It's just a tchotchke. Now I say this, and I, and, I, and I own Tactical SHS or T. We sell tchotchkes, lots and lots of them. Matter of fact, we've sold a ton of Deuce X Machina triggers back in the day. And if I find out that this trigger from Deuce X Machina was faulty, I will recall every single one of them. Because they won't, because they're not in business anymore. Like every other fly-by-night gun part company that comes and goes, fire, shooter, beware. All right, hey, I just got off the phone with Donnie O'Malley at uh, Vet TV out in Hollywood, California. Holly Weird. Uh, he was just inviting me out to the red carpet event for the uh, season premiere of the final episode of A Grunt's Life Two, uh, which is going to be at uh, going to be playing at uh, at the uh, local um, uh, veterans. Uh, Veterans facility. I forget what it's what it's called exactly, um, and I can't go. It's like it's like a week or week or two from now, and I've got some other stuff going on. So I'm really, really upset that I can't go out there and stroll down the the red carpet in Hollywood. I've actually got to do that a couple times, uh, mostly with Vet TV, but you know, one other time before with Range 15. I've 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 done my stint of acting. Um, but most recently was with Vet TV, and I figured I'd take a little bit of time in the show to tell you that you can see me in season two of A Grunt's Life. Uh, a Grunt's Life is available on Vet TV, which is an app, just like Netflix, right? Um, you can, I think it's pretty cheap to subscribe to. They'll probably give you a month or two free, and then it's like $5 a month or something, maybe nine, I don't know. Um, I don't work for them. They're not paying me to say this. But I've been in several of their series. One, one series I was in was Checkpoint Charlie, which was a comedy about uh, some guard, some some MPs at a checkpoint at a military base, at an army base. And uh, in my episode, I actually pull up to the gate with Jared Taylor from uh, Black Rifle Coffee and Article 15 Clothing. Uh, Jared, also known as Lord Hot Dog, uh, former JTAC combat veteran, one of the funniest people on the planet that I know. Uh, and him and I pull up in a Lamborghini pretending to be uh, JTACs and uh, the, hu the hilarious... Uh, humor ensues, but I'll tell you what, uh, a grunt's life too. So this is the second season of a grunt's life. And according, uh, vet TV describes it as on a small and remote patrol base in the Helmand province of Afghanistan, a foul mouthed comical bloodthirsty Marine Lieutenant and his stoic platoon Sergeant lead a rifle <clears throat> platoon as they battle the Taliban, the company commander and their own humanity. It's a it's an excellent comedy that's 10 episodes. I think each one's like 30 minutes to an hour long. It's great, great content, well-produced. 
and it will make you laugh, especially if you're a veteran. <clears throat> Vet TV, their whole thing is that they uh, they believe that 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 humor heals, comedy heals, especially things like trauma and PTSD and TBI, tra traumatic brain injury. Laughing is good for you, um, and so they create military style humor, the kind of humor that your your grandma won't think's funny. Matter of fact, most normal people that have never served in law enforcement or the military will not think it's funny. However, I think it's hilarious. Uh, I play in a Grunt's Life 2. Uh, a, I'm a DEA agent who is working with my CIA counterpart. Uh, my CIA counterpart is actually played by the founder of Grunt Style Clothing. So me, Tactical SHS, T, him, uh, Grunt Style, uh, they bring us in for what was originally going to be cameos. Um, you know, we were we were going to uh, we were just going to have some small parts, and then Matt Best and and uh, Jared Taylor, uh, who were originally going to play these parts, they couldn't make it. They had something else going on. They probably had to go jump over or something with Travis Pastana or whatever. But anyway, they couldn't make it, and so Donnie looks at me and he goes, "Can can you act?" And I said, "Yeah, I can act. I've been in movies. You know, I, I actually find it fascinating. I love acting." I love comedy. I, I try to be funny all the time. I was that kid in class that, you know, I wasn't doing a good job unless I got kicked out of the room. Uh, so anyway, he says, Do you, can you act? And I'm like, yeah. And so they give us all these lines. I mean, according to Donnie, uh, I haven't seen it yet. It's one of those things where you, you do all the work, you're in the, sh you're in the movie or in the series. And then I'm kind of scared to watch it. You know, I, just like everybody thinks their own voice sounds horrible on, on audio when they hear themselves recorded. Uh, I, I'm terrified by actually seeing myself because I'm going to be super hypercritical of how I acted. Was I believable? Did I, did I make the right facial expressions? Could you tell I was nervous or did, or did I pull it off? And I haven't watched it yet. So I don't know. But according to Donnie, I'm in episode two, four, five, six, and 10, two, four, five, six, and 10 of a grunt's life Two. Along with my counterpart, the founder of Grunt Style Clothing, uh, you will find us funny, I hope. Please go watch it. Go download the Vet TV app and then call us and tell me, you know, hey, you suck at acting. Or, hey, that was really funny, TJ. Are you going to do more acting? And, uh, you know, I'll be able to I'll be able to let you know. But uh, the let's so that here's the plot. Right. So a bunch of Marines are in Helmand province, Afghanistan. And they are basically being used by the CIA and the DEA to take out the competition for a local warlord. See what I did there? <clears throat> and uh, uh, who is selling uh, poppy seed, you know, poppy, basically heroin, a local warlord taking out his competition because he's working with the CIA. So, so by him being a Taliban narc, you know, an informant against the Taliban, he was able to kill all his competition using American Marines. Now, did that really happen over there? According to the people that were there, yeah, that was happening a lot. But it, this is comedy, this is fiction. And so what happens is 
at the at the very end, you know, we so we end up, you know, the antagonist throughout this whole thing. I won't tell you what happens at the end, but uh, at the, you know, it's 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 basically the CIA and the military leadership with the hearts and mind mentality. It's very tongue in cheek. It's very political. It's definitely making a statement. And I invite you to watch it. It is a Grunt's Life season two. If you haven't seen season one, watch that as well. It is absolutely hysterical. We actually brought a Grunt's Life one to St. Louis uh, for a theater premiere a couple years ago. Uh, we did the Werenberg out. Werenberg. We did the Werenberg out in uh, Winghaven off of Highway 4061. And uh, we hope that uh, after this 10-part series makes its way uh, you know, around the internet, that we will eventually have the same thing happen where they take those 10 parts of the series and edit those 10 hours of content or six hours of content, whatever it might be, into, uh, into a two-hour movie. And if that happens, we will bring it back to St. Louis. Speaking of that, you know, I'm planning on still being on the air with you when that happens. And so if you're listening to this show, if you subscribe to this show, if you text tactical to 59769 so that we can stay in touch, standard text message, standard rate supply, you are giving us permission to send you automated text messages with special offers. If you do those things, if you subscribe to the podcast on your Apple podcast, on your Google Play or wherever it is, Spotify, you name it, subscribe to the podcast, listen to the radio show, and you'll know when that happens, when I bring this movie to St. Louis. 